Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm your host, Louisa Button, and joining us on the phone, we have Steve Haskin, Hall of Fame turf writer. We've talked a little bit with him uh, recently about the Derby debacle, and I'm so glad that we have him back because I have a few more questions for him. Steve, what do you think about the $20 million offer by Mr. West, owner of Maximum Security, for the other horses that uh, were supposedly impeded in the race to come back and have a challenge and put $5 million up per horse each? It's extremely wacky, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's almost like an act of desperation. But the, the weird part about it is that it said that his offer had nothing to do with the Kentucky Derby results with the disqualification. You know, let's let's look at it realistically. Yes, it did. There was absolutely no reason for him not to make an offer like that. It's a little bit extreme, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that you, know, you, you you build up to this race. And let's say everybody shows up in Haskell. Let's say War of Will is in there, and Country House is in there, and Long Range Toddy is in there. Let's say they're all in there, and they all put up $5 million, okay? Which is not going to happen, number one. And mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way in the world that anybody's going to put up $5 million, okay? Especially to run against them at his home track. But, I mean, that's where he's going to run. That's his next big race, okay? So you build up the race. Now, let's say War of Will wins the race, and let's say Long Range Toddy finishes second, and Maximum Security finishes third, and Country House finishes fourth, and I think there's one, there's one other horse uh, in, in, involved in that, and let's say he finishes fifth. Well, you know where we are? Nowhere. We're right back to zero because he gets the money from the first two and he loses the money to the other two. So, so, it, so nobody wins anything. You know, as far as he's concerned, he comes out even. He doesn't have to shell out any money and he doesn't get any money. So you say, well, what was all that for? It, it's just, It's just crazy. The positive side to it, though, is he did say that if Maximum Security wins and all of the owners get involved, he would donate the winnings to the Disabled Jockey Fund. So yeah, well, you don't know if the other owners will. Right. You know, so, it's yeah, true. He, he will, but I mean, the other owners are in. Let's say they put up $5 million, and let's say they have no intentions of doing so. You know, their jockeys are going to ride to beat Maximum Security. That's true. Yeah, $5 million on the line. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. So, so talk about Category 1 and Category 2 race rules. America um, and Canada are, are Category 2. One are the international um, race rules. Do you think in, in the situation of the Derby, and this is really my last Derby question because I do want to jump onto uh, the Preakness, but um, do, you, do you think that would have made any difference to the outcome, uh, the ruling by the stewards in the race? No, I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I think, I think what, what we have to do in America is, 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 is be as strict as, as they are. Um, you know, each country has different rules. But the bottom line is, whatever rules you do make, okay, however you want to interpret what a foul claim is, I was in, several years ago, I was in, of all places, Uruguay. I was invited to Uruguay. And I was up in the steward stands. And the stewards have all these TV monitors up there. They're, I mean, they got, they're watching races from Gulfstream Park, 
That's nice. You know, and you know, listen. In in in, in Europe, yeah, I think they get away with a lot more in Europe. But sometimes you never know. I mean, I think sometimes I think you know, France is a lot different from England. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes some countries allow more than other countries. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no set rules you can make. It's it's all discretionary. Mm-hmm. So you just have to hope that they're consistent and they get and they get it right. That's all. It's, it was, it's incredible. Jumping on to the second leg on the Triple Crown, the Preakness, uh, War of Will uh, comes in and just uh, runs a great race, wins that one. The uh, three other Derby horses uh, didn't run so well. He showed he could come back in two weeks and, uh, and really run a heck of a race. Uh, your thoughts on the, on the outcome of the Preakness, Steve? Well, I mean, for what it was, I think it was a very good result because I know on paper you look at the horse and wins the Preakness coming off an you know an eighth place finish and a ninth place finish, and you say, yeah, yeah, that's not a very good result. But I think really what the horse did was pretty extraordinary. I mean, early in the year, I had him ranked number three almost almost every week in the early part of the year. Mm-hmm. That's I was right. Very high on the horse. Um, and then you know, he runs this inexplicably bad race in Louisiana Derby. And I said, well, you know, that's it, forget about him. Because number one, he's coming back in six weeks now. And he's coming off a ninth place finish and horses do not win the Derby coming off of out of the money performances. Right. Fourth, May fourth on a rare occasion, but never worse than fourth. And I, I don't know, you gotta go back, I don't know how many 50, 80, 90 years or mm-hmm. so to find a horse that won the Derby coming off a poor performance. So then they said, well, he has no, he has no shot. So six weeks, he didn't get anything out of the race. And all things considered, he ran a terrific race mm-hmm. in the Derby. I thought he ran an excellent race. And then he comes back in two weeks, and just as everything closed up on him when he was making his move in the Derby, it was just the opposite of the previous. Yeah. The whole rail opened It opened up, up for him. He had an absolute dream, <laughs> dream trip. You know, he, as soon as I saw him on the rail and I saw the whole rail open up, I said, that's it. Yeah. The race is over. I yeah. mean, he's a very good horse. He's a gorgeous horse. He is. And he was a deserving winner. You got to feel very happy for Mark Cassie, who was one of the real, real good guys. He I mean, is. I like Mark Cassie a lot. I do too. Um, he's down to earth. He's, he's, he's open. He tells you what he feels. Um, he says the right thing. Uh, he's just a great trainer. He's I, he the really real is. deal. Yes, uh, he is. And he's just the nicest guy. So I'm, re- I'm really happy for him. Um, you know, I, yeah, I'm happy for Tyler Gaffleone. He's a good young rider. Um, and, and listen, I give him credit for this. He did not claim foul last time. I know. You got to hand it to him. He said he wasn't going to win. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't claim foul. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, he came back, so he, he, he deserved it. I think yeah, so, I too. Yeah, I hope Fletcher used him a lot, so he's a good young rider. Yeah. So, so all in all, I think it was a very good result. I think Warren Will is a very, very good horse. I, I agree. Very good. Exceptional. And uh, and the pandemonium at the Preakness, um, we talked about block toilets. Uh, I think there were two two toilets running. They were the men's and uh, and the ladies were lining up and the security guards were holding the men out and there were closed seating areas that supposedly were going to collapse if people sat in them and uh, all sorts of chaos. And then Bode Express, who's now become the America's hero as he ran the race uh, jockeyless. Thank God nobody got hurt and he didn't uh, cause any kind of an incident finally they uh, they caught him there after he'd made a couple of laps thoughts on on Johnny V's uh, early dismount Steve <laughs> well I have, I've got two thoughts on that the second thought I have by the way was I, I think I saw maybe maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a horse race and no one no one has mentioned it but before I get to that, as far as the horse, you know, doing what he did, people who know squat about horse racing are looking at a poor horse rearing at the start and throwing his rider and running loose as some entertaining novelty that has become the talk of the race. I mean, it, it happens all the time. NBC showed the incident four or five times immediately after they crossed the finish line before they even showed the winner. And before they even told you who finished second, I had, I had, some, I had no idea who finished second. It was so close. They completely ignored it. I mean, does anybody realize how many times that happens in a, in a, in a horse race? But no, people are going crazy. Yes. Going, wow, look at how much fun that horse was having. What a show he's putting on. This is so great. See, horses just love to run. First off, I doubt very much that horse was having fun. That was a trauma- It was traumatic coming out of the gate. And all I saw was a frightened horse. Uh, yes. He was not putting on a show for everyone's entertainment. And he, and he never made an impact on the race. He was running by himself on the far outside. He showed well. Now for the dumbest thing I ever saw. Okay. Hmm. The dumbest thing I ever saw was the outrider trying to catch the wind during the stretch run. No, no, did you and, see that? <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody mentions it. Nobody mentions the thing. Um, the horse is, is right behind the pack. He's like a length or two at the most behind the last horse. But he was making no impact on the running. No. Then from out of nowhere, the, the outrider comes charging into the picture trying to catch him. So naturally, Bodie Express shies from the outrider, ducking to the inside, and accelerates away, and now he's passing horses. I know. Now he's going through the middle of the pack with horses inside him and outside him. I know. The outrider, meanwhile, quickly retreated, you know, but it was too late. The damage was done. Bodie Express was already in a precarious position I know. where anything could have happened. I know. And that in 50 years, I've never seen anything like that, no. and it was completely ignored. Nobody I know. Mentions that an outrider chasing a horse down in the stretch with in all the, the horses. I can't believe it. And the two outriders that were by the gate when it happened just stood there. Nobody tried to go after him when there was an opportunity to grab him right out of the gate before he got his, uh, you know, his steam up and got him rolling. Nobody. They both. You can see it on the video. They both just sitting there yeah. looking at the jockey. Yeah. And once you don't, once you don't catch him immediately, it's no way. Gate, yeah, leave, leave him alone. See, 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 see where he is. All right. Um, 
he was out on the outside. He was not causing any any kind of problems. And you know, that's what horses tend to do. They right. go to the outside, they're gonna stay clear. Um, you know, once in a blue moon, you'll see a horse go into the pack. Well, you certainly can't go after them then. But you know, once they turned into the stretch, and you saw the, you know, everybody was in front of him, and he was not that far behind them, but he was not, he, he was not hampering anybody no. at that point no. until this outrider comes charging after him and got him all riled up again at a crucial time in the you race. Know, I know. Now he's, now he's passing horses. <laughs> I'm saying, oh my God, what is this guy? What is? I, I don't know if it was male or female. It was a female. Was, it was crazy. I mean, what were they thinking? It's crazy. I know. I know. It could have just been made worse. Steve, I hate to end it. I, I love asking you all these questions. It's so, uh, so wonderful. But uh, um, I really appreciate your insight into all of this. And it only makes us wonder what could be coming at the Belmont. Whatever it is, whatever the excitement is, we hope it's safe. That all the riders are safe. Everybody gets home safe. And, uh, and we see a wonderful, exciting final leg of the Triple Crown. Even though we don't have a Triple Crown win. Uh, this year it's um, it's certainly been an interesting trip for us all thank you for joining us uh, my favorite Hall of Fame tough writer Steve Haskin thanks for being with us my pleasure Louise take care thanks you too Steve Haskin on the horse talk show I'm Louisa Barton